Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Take a Man podcast from Odyssey Sports. Logan Paulson there. Craig Hoffman here. Uh, the Unfortunately, the biggest probably major story is chase young only plays four snaps in this game has the stinger comes out the the stinger comes on a play where he damn near gets a sack that is Looks great. ridiculous just you know forklift prize open the offensive tackle um unfortunately that is also a part of a drive where uh you know the first team de- or first team offense marches right down the field for Cleveland before, uh, you know, credit where it's due. They bow up and get the stop. Montez Sweat makes a great play on fourth down and goal. But uh, what did you make of the the first team defense overall? Things to be happy with, things to to clean up, and what is very, very limited number of reps against the one and only drive of Cleveland's offense? Yeah, first off, I think Deshaun Watson looks like he's kind of getting back to form, you know, and so I think that's going to be a dangerous proposition for – everybody that they're going to play this year. Um, I, I love the rush by chase in terms of highlights of the drive. Like that was awesome. Like really, really good stuff. Like it's, it's what, you, it's what you've been wanting to see. You've been seeing hints of bit of practice, but you love it. Good angle running through lifts, the outside arm, nice pull on the inside pad. Got to finish the play, but like, that's a, that's a nice win, man. Yeah. And obviously, and also big Phil pulled up on that play as well. And had yeah. he not been not pulled up, maybe he finishes it. So. Yeah. Right. Right. So I think, um, so, so that, that was a nice surprise. You know, I thought, um, Jamin Davis did some good stuff. I know they cut the out route on him on the first play, but I feel like he's playing with good leverage. I feel like he's dialed in limiting that to a five yard game. You know, you're not supposed to get beat across your face. So that's something that, like last year against Jacksonville, you remember he's getting beat by Christian Kirk across his face for those big explosive plays. I think that shows a development and a maturity from him. So that's good. Um, I really felt like on some of the uh, pin pull run stuff, I think specifically the big run to Moore, I felt like Cody Barton um, is like shooting his gun, like down mm-hmm. into the B gap a little bit. And I'm like, I'm, I don't know their fits. So again, like this is, I'm just saying like from football, anytime you pull somebody and they pull two guys on that play, you're adding gaps to the strength of the run. So even, so even though that, that, that is your gap at the start of the play, when that dude pulls, you've now added a gap plus to the side of the run. 
So I'm kind of wondering, and they did that a couple times, and I felt like a couple times he triggered in like the A or the B gap. And I'm like, there's right. no way you should be in. There's like, if they're playing sound defense and you're not blitzing, you should be probably one or two gaps over to kind of spill that guard. So I mean, I, where the ball wound up going yeah, and getting yeah. out. Yes, actually, if, if you're trying to be more specific. <laughs> um, so that was something that like, I like how he's moving. I like how aggressive he's playing. I like the, the athletes. But again, I, I kind of wonder, and again, this these are new runs. They haven't like game plan these runs defensively. But though that was something that I was like, this doesn't seem 100% correct. So just something to keep an eye on, especially against Baltimore, who's going to pull a whole bunch of people and do some stuff like how are his run fits. Um, I thought Jamin, again, Jamin in the run game, I thought did some good stuff. But again, like I think he missed a tackle on Deshaun Watson, but it's in the right spot, like running fast to the football, forces it back, Montez is able to make the play. Great job. I thought Casey Tuhill on that screen to Njoku does a good job of like getting up the field and getting back out to the screen. Benjamin St. Juiced as a run player, I thought did some good stuff, but I think he's never going to be like this elite, like nickel that's making all these tackles, but I thought looked good. Defensive tackles in terms of rush discipline, I thought the edges were doing a good job of like collapsing the edges down. So that means that underneath you got to make sure you're compressing that pocket vertically and then that's going to limit some of that Deshaun Watson scramble ability. And they didn't game plan this. They're probably just out there calling what they want to call. But that's something, again, to keep an eye on is like discipline of that rush. Because I thought the edge rushers did a pretty good job of like compressing horizontally. So now you got to compress vertically. And I'm not sure that was all the, there all the time. So something to keep an eye on. But I think overall, secondary did a good job. Um, Forbes made a nice tackle on the goal line. Uh, Cam yep. Curl looked like Cam Curl. Um, Forrest, I thought looked very mature and made some really nice tackles in space. So the back end, I thought kind of checked some boxes. Um, and I think the front again, game planning for runs that you haven't seen versus especially like a Callahan led run scheme where you're going to pin pull and move guys around. And it's going to be very complicated and nuanced is kind of what I expected. I figured they'd have a hard time with it in a full week of prep. They probably look a lot better. But that's just kind of high level. And obviously, they're able to make the, the play in the goal line to seal it. But, um, you know, yeah. like, got to give credit on that. Yeah. And then they look good against the the twos. Um, they went back out there. Yeah. It was kind of a mixed unit at that point. Yeah. I think some of the D linemen had come off. Um, but they they look good. Um, I think some of the other guys that stood out as you get deeper into the game, like, we know Percy Butler's fast. Oh he gets gosh, the pick. Dude. And when he took off, you're like, whoa. Yeah. Like, can we make him a just can someone else catch a kickoff, hand it to Percy Butler, and tell him to run as fast as he can? Because if he can't catch a kick, like we can figure that out. That dude is flying. But I, I think the other thing, like all jokes aside, is like he made some plays with that speed outside yeah. of the pick. Like the pick, you're in the right spot. It's an overthrow. You catch it. You do the best you can with the ball in your hand. But like he he was flying around pretty good out there, which was great to see. Christian Holmes looked awesome. Um, yeah. Super you know, physical. Not always really, the tightest coverage, but like, again, yeah. like a guy that's like playing physical football. And like, and I don't want to cut you off, but like Percy and Jeremy Reeves, that second kind of safety yes. group, both those guys did a fantastic job. And to see Percy run it like he on the pick obviously it's great to see his speed but there's a couple times where he's the backside box player they're running a jet sweep to the left and he is bypassing literally everyone to get there to make the tackle and like to see that confidence and that explosiveness from him is great the physicality of jamie reeves the physicality of christian holmes like that's a guy who looks like he's playing much more confident football and christian holmes with a performance like that almost ensures 
he's going to be on the roster because he's so good at gunner. You know what I'm saying? Right. So like, I was, so, was going to say he's actually he made some plays on teams too, which is actually probably yeah. more important for him. Yeah, and so like to see the physical play on defense supports what you see on teams, and you know you're getting a guy who's much more confident, much more physical. So I think I, you know, I don't want to like overstep here because there's still a lot of time left, but but that type of performance, I'm like, he's on the he's on the roster now. You know, he's on the 53 basically because of the physical play. Um, yeah, so I think that. The, those guys definitely, definitely, definitely deserve some shout outs because they Reeves, Holmes, Percy were were really, really good in the back end. And I think you saw a, a kind of a big drop off when they did leave the game. Yeah, for sure. Um, by the way, if you want a full 53-man roster projection, Monday on the Hoffman Show, we will do one. Um, we're going to do one every Monday. Um, I guess next week we'll probably do it on Tuesday after the Ravens game, but we're going to do one uh, after each of the preseason games, kind of keep things updated as we go uh, on the radio show. Um so two guys that I have questions about uh, mm -hmm. in terms of their performance. And part of it is like, didn't expect to see them on the field at this point in the game. Rashad Wild Goose has been practicing with the ones quite a bit yeah. um, in, in camp. And he is out there at outside corner to the end of the game, basically. What did you make of that? And does that change at all what you thought of kind of where he is in the pecking order? Uh, not really. I think, you know, he's been the second nickel, I think, for the most part during training camp and like kind of very firmly established there. And I kind of felt like Quan was, he they was were the like, guy. they were yeah. trying to figure something out with Quan. So Quan played nickel pretty much the whole game. You know, like he didn't play safety, didn't play the Buffalo nickel role. He played like true nickel. And I thought he did a pretty good job in coverage. Obviously, he gets the holding penalty. But I think like, well, he's got he's got the two penalties and the touchdown. What, what was the penalty? What was the second? There one? was a DPI. That one was, I think, a pretty I, soft call. Yeah, so did I. I thought that was um, good coverage. I thought, like, yeah, I thought it was good coverage, but he it was called. And yeah, the touchdown is is on him. That was the um, uh, like it was completed with him being right there. You can yeah. talk about the responsibility element. Yeah, so I think the last touchdown was a Tampa two, and I think he was playing safety, right? Like I don't know, he was like to the if the guy's catching the ball, he's like behind that guy, right? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. So, like, basically, the, the that's the soft spot in that coverage. And if you, unless you've got a really good mic, those are really easy balls to complete. You know what I'm saying? Like, because yeah. that mic linebacker should be based on vision, running his butt off to that scene. Well, no, sorry, that was that was the the last touchdown, which I yes. think was Burgess was was right there. Yes. My guy Terrell yep. Burgess. The first touchdown that they give up, Quans, yeah. you know, isolated there. Like, that's it's a tough one. Yeah, it is a tough one. I mean, they're in like a zero or like what you'd call like engage eight if you're in Madden, but no one actually yeah, runs Yeah, give us that eight. Madden terminology. <laughs> yeah, but it, unlike in Madden where you're playing like some type of zone behind it, here you're actually playing like true man. So um, it's a two-by-two two formation with the back offset to the right, so you could say three-by-two depending on how you want to call it. So basically you got to kind of identify coverage players. So Quan's over the slot player to the left, and I don't know a lot about their zero rules because they don't do it all the time. But I would imagine they'd want him shaded slightly inside on this. And he seems to be shaded slightly outside um, because like the thing that kills you versus zero, because like all the safe, the safeties are blitzing, right? They're running right. in the line of scrimmage and blitzing. So there's this huge cavernous hole in the middle of the field. Um, and so I would imagine you'd want to eliminate that as much as possible. Um, and I think like he just doesn't. And I, to me, like, am I concerned about it? Not really, because like those are much like the Wiley thing. Like, this is a technical alignment issue that, again, can be corrected. One of the things about Quan throughout this training camp is he is not lined consistently up in one spot. 
He's been mm-hmm. playing post safety. He's playing nickel. He's been playing box safety. He's been playing buffalo nickel. Like he's literally played like all the positions on the back end of the defense. I don't know if he's played outside corner maybe once or twice, but the yeah. point still stands. Like he's played five positions, so he's got to know five different sets of rules for five different for every every single coverage principle, right? Which is going to help him learn the defense, obviously, but it's also going to make him a little bit less sharp in situations like this, where it's like, what is the nickel doing, man? I know my guy. I know my depth. I got alignment. Like, where am I trying to shade? What am I trying to do here? And I think that, if, again, I don't know what their coverage principles are here, like in terms of how am I supposed to shade on the offensive player? But I would assume just looking at this, they probably want inside leverage to force that out, force the longer throw as opposed to force the shorter throw. And you see guys right. who've been in this defense for a couple of years now, like Cam Curl, he's made the same mistake. I've seen it, I think it was against um, – Maybe not Cam, but it was versus uh, San, San Francisco. Same thing, in-breaking route in a zero situation. Um, and, like, that's tough. But I think this is something that I, I would imagine is very, very easily fixed in terms of alignment and position. Yeah, um, he seems a little flat-footed too, which might be might be the technique there. Um, but it's the kind of thing where it's, like, logically down-distance situation. Like, you can't get a, let a dude run into the end zone and have a, yeah. uh, an easy access, you know, from or from the quarterback to him. Um, so you, you know, I don't know whether it's, Hey, I should actually press up on that a little bit more, whether it's the shade, whether it's whatever, whether you just have to be ready to drive a little bit quicker, but clearly something technical, um, on yeah. there. And, and to, to that point, right. Quan's like on information overload. Do you, yeah. do you think that Toby Altizer asked me this? I was on with him yesterday, uh, or on Saturday on, on the fan. Um, and he's like, are they doing too much with Quan? And I was like, I, I don't know. Like, th- I think there's benefits and there's drawbacks. Um, and yeah. it just depends on what they ultimately want to be able to do with him. And I don't feel, I don't feel comfortable answering that, um, definitively, but I'll ask you the same, like to the, like, what are the, what are the benefits? What are the drawbacks? And, you know, Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds at mid mobile. We like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How do you how do you think they're handling him? Well, ultimately, I think Quan is a good football player. Like when you watch him in practice, I think he's instinctive. I think he's smart. I think you know, talk, talk about the second holding all you want or the one on uh, Tillman, number 89. Like, I think that is good coverage. And I think that... Yeah. In, a, in a normal game, probably doesn't get called. Like, that's good. He's good with his feet. He's in good position. Maybe a little tug with his left hand, but it's super ticky-tack. And to bat a ball down like that is, is pretty high level. So penalty gets called, whatever. But I think when I look at that play, I say, that's the type of player I want in this defense. Someone who has that ability and is someone who's pretty physical in the run. Like, he made some tackles in the run game, which I haven't seen him do in practice, which is good. I think the thing is, because he's a good football player, and because you invested some draft capital in them, you want to find a way to get them on the field. But right now, how do you do that? Like, that is my question to the staff. Like, how do you get this dude on the field? You're going to take Cam Curl off? Probably not. Forrest? Probably not. St. Juice? No. Right? Like, where does he fit? So if he's backing up every spot, it increases the likelihood that you get a very good football player onto the field. So is he an in information overload right now? 1,000%. Like 1,000%. He's got so much going on in that brain. Like, I haven't talked to him, but I just, just knowing as, as an offensive player, having to yeah. learn. I mean, like, you had to learn multiple tight end spots. Yes. And, like, and it's that not in easy. itself was and it, hard. They're, they're essentially the same. 
<laughs> but it's still really hard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, and he's doing something that I think is kind of like, I don't want to say completely different, but there's, there's much more variance in what he's doing. So, um, I, I think they're doing the right thing. I think at some point they got to be like, Hey man, like we got to get him comfortable with something. And so what does that look like? Is he playing? Cause like, right. And again, like he's not going to go on the field before Percy right now. Percy's playing his face off. Jeremy had an excellent game yesterday. He's an excellent yeah, he camp. Great. So it's like, Where's the ne next spot? It's like Wild Goose. He's probably the same as Wild Goose, maybe a little bit more physical tackler. Maybe he's the backup nickel. So just like working through the drill, it's like that's where he's most likely. So maybe we give him more reps there because like that's where the, the shallowest depth is. But uh, I'm sure he's got a lot going on. This situation, again, like this is where you see the details of like what we're talking about coming to play. It's like, yeah, the technique is probably play fat footed with inside leverage. So when he breaks inside, you pick the ball off, you know what I mean? Like, but here he's playing outside leverage and is in a bad spot when the guy makes the slant. So I think it'll get better for him as it gets a little bit tighter. Um, and I don't think he played bad, honestly. Like I know he had two yeah. times. He gave him a touchdown. Like when you look at it, this, this play is not great. This touchdown is not great. I think he could be in a better spot. And I think the coaches and he would probably tell you the same thing, but I think you saw enough of like why he's a second round pick and you saw enough of the physicality. You saw enough of the approach the competitiveness, I want to say, like maybe that that's probably overrated in a lot of circles, but for me, it's not. I saw a dude who's a competitive football player, and yeah. sometimes you don't see that. So um, not his best performance, but I also don't think it's something where you say this guy sucks. And right. It's, it's the first preseason game. Yeah. Like if yeah. who cares if he sucks? Make after, mistakes now. After, figure a it out. Dude, after a dude's been playing literally five positions in training camp, like right. he's going to make some mistakes. 100%. Um, I And it's also like, how many times has he had that rep in camp, right? Yeah. How many times have they, how many times has he been in the nickel in goal line in camp? Not very often, probably like yeah. by the nature of him moving around so much, probably not yeah. a ton. And how many times have they great, called cover zero? Point. Like he might've seen that once or twice and like you can present it in meetings and whatever, but like, this is why it's, it's so easy to sit here and say in this situation, you are supposed to do this. But when you are out there and the play clock is running and it's live and it's fast and you're tired um, and all of those things, like, can you remember? And, you know, I'd rather him make that mistake and not remember now than yeah. in week nine when you're trying to get in the, in the middle of a playoff race. Sure. And all of a sudden he's out there. So that's that. Uh, last last thing, just pure housekeeping. Any idea why Kendall didn't play? Just uh, they needed DB reps know. for other dudes? Like, what, I don't know. Any idea? In, in, the, in the list of guys that weren't supposed to play, like we got before the game, I'm talking about. Yeah, Sadiq the, and Logan. Yeah, Sadiq and Logan. So uh, of the guys, so like I have like a list in my head of guys that I potentially wouldn't play. Mm -hmm. um, and they're always like older guys, like veterans that you feel really good about. So like Leno, if like Leno didn't play, especially because you've got um, uh, Cornelius, like yeah. I'd be like, fine. And I think it's kind of the same thing with Fuller. Like he's like an eight-year vet. Like he's been around a while. He he's knows been in the system. Yeah. Like he does, does he need to be out here with this group? Like Chase, yeah, probably need to see him a little bit. On to, I mean, they had like 10 snaps. So I don't know, something might've happened. Brain delay, he's an older guy. Like yeah. probably like, hey, let's just be smart with him. Maybe I'm not feeling 100% going back out for warmups. You know what I'm saying? Something I, I, I don't want to speculate, but like it, I, I'm not worried about it. I don't think it's a big deal. So yeah. Ron, I'm sure we'll get asked about it uh, by the time anyone hears this uh, today, uh, Monday. Um, so we will uh, get that answer then. And then uh, practice Monday, off to Baltimore. Uh, yeah. I'll be, are you at the joints? 
Uh, are you going? So we were gonna go, but we couldn't get the uh, we couldn't get it all logistically worked out. So we're gonna do Monday's practice. This are gonna be our show, and then gotcha. I'll, all right, well, I again. will be at the joint practices Tuesday and Wednesday, so I will get to go, which will be very fun. That will be uh, fun. I'm, I'm excited to to report back on the atmosphere and of course the football. Uh, so we will recap those. Uh, I'm not exactly sure of our recording schedule. We might do it after the first or a pod after the first one uh, we might just wait till the second one. So this is why boys and girls, you subscribe to the podcast because then when we do one, it goes fresh to your podcast feed. Of course, you can also watch the pod each and every time we publish on YouTube, full episodes at 1067 The Fan on YouTube, clips on my page at Craig Hoffman. All right, that is it. Uh, tomorrow, uh, by the way, speaking of the joint practices, quick preview, what, why joint practices? We will answer that in take five, so make sure you're subscribed for that as well, and we'll see you then here on Take Command.